there, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a... Uh, oh, yes. Just a quick warning. Yes, the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and nonsense. If you're averse to any of these ingredients, the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you. So talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program. Let's get into it. Heather, I started watching a new uh, TV show. It's called Love is Blind. Have you heard of it? I think I have heard something about it. It is crazy. What happens? So people sit in a pod. Okay. With a glass wall, like a frosted glass wall. Mm -hmm. And there is an opposite gender individual on the other side of the glass wall. Okay. And they talk to each other Mm -hmm. and try to build an emotional connection. Like they date. So there's like, you meet like 10 different people, right? And you try to build an emotional connection. And if you build a strong enough emotional connection without ever seeing this person, you get engaged. Oh, no. You get engaged with the wall still between you, right? Right. Then they meet in person and go to a resort in Cancun and try to build a physical connection because they're engaged now and they know each other's heart already or whatever. And this happens all in like five days, right? So you spend five days talking to someone through a wall and you get engaged to them. Then you go and you spend your engagement in Cancun building a physical connection. So now you are sleeping with them. And then what's about to happen next is they go and they have to live together for like two weeks. And then there's a wedding and then they get married. Okay, so I have a lot of questions and I know that the answer to... (laughs) Almost all of them is because it makes good TV. But the first question is, why are people in such a hurry to get engaged? Why do you have to get engaged so fast? Like, there's so many interesting aspects of this experiment. Well, yeah. Like, it, I, I think that's great that you are getting to know someone on an emotional level before you start sleeping with them. Well, that's yeah. That's lovely. And will they like each other? Will they think each other are nice looking now that they've built this connection? It's a very fun experiment. It's fantastic television. It's, it's mind boggling. Well, I do, I do believe that when you have an emotional connection with somebody, they automatically become better looking to you. I think that's absolutely 100% yeah, true. Yeah. I had an ex-boyfriend who, like, I was so emotionally connected to him that, like, I didn't ever find him attractive. Like, I knew him for a long time. And then when we had built this thing, suddenly he was gorgeous. Right. You know? Because like, you you loved him. Mm-hmm. And so you, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Right. Yeah. It, and it's it's funny one of the couples, the girl didn't like him when she saw his looks. Oh, she her feelings changed her after feelings she saw changed. him? Yeah, she said, I just don't think I can get there with you physically. And she likes the other guy that rejected her. And he's there because now they're all on the island together. Of like, course they yeah, are. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and he's there with his fiance that he did choose. And she's physically attracted to him. And she's like, but we had such an emotional connection. And... That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about emotional connection versus physical connection. 
how those things blend together and how we manage those things in our lives. Okay. So we have danced around on this show before. We've talked about the arrangements that married people make. Right. Um, and we've never really dove into that very much. We've talked about, you know, um, cheating and how cheating comes to bear. Right. And I feel like these are very hard topics. Mm-hmm. These are very sticky and they're supposed to be very personal and it's you know for the couple to decide but I don't know is it is it really I feel like we should we should dig into this today and we should we should talk about some crazy things and see you know how's it working for people that we know you know um and I don't know well I know that I've never had a um a conversation with somebody who has an arrangement I've only heard people talking about other people having arrangements Mm. so you know it's always been gossip Mm. of you know oh well you know they have an arrangement or oh well you know as long as the debit card still works you know they don't nobody really cares what the other person does and but I've not ever heard that from the person being spoken about like I don't know if it's actually true that they that that's the case or if that's just what people say right yeah, if people are like, oh, she has to know, like one of those kind of things, a situation right. like that. Oh, she must know. I'm sure that they, you know, like, as if they've discussed it and, and we know what they've talked about in, right. their, in their home and in their life. Well, for me, so I um, I actually dated a guy who was in an open marriage for a very short time. Really? Yeah. Um, and, and the reason I didn't want to do it anymore is because it's dumb. It's just dumb. Like, when you're dating someone, to me... You're with that person to figure out if you want to build two more with them. Right. So if you're dating someone, like, so this guy was from Monaco, right? And he uh, had a wife who is still, she's in London, right? Okay. And he lives here in town. Um, and, you know, they had, like, they talked every day. She knew who he's sleeping with, whatever. And uh, he, you know, like, you know, supposedly he, this is, you know, (laughs) this is what's going down. And, you know, and uh, I'm like, but I don't understand why I would want to be with you because I'm obviously not building to anything with you. Right. It's not a real, it doesn't seem like it's a real relationship. It it can't be, you know, like to me, to me, it can't be. And I don't, to me, I'm like, well, what's the point? Well, like, I didn't like, I wasn't crazy in love with this guy or anything, but like, when people in their marriage decide it's okay to go outside the marriage, even if it's not cheating, even if they've discussed it, even if they say, yes, this is okay, I I can get behind this. Like, first of all, they're lying. Um, but second of all, um, if they're like, okay, yeah, you should have multiple partners, you should whatever. You're not taking into consideration the person on the outside that you put into it. Right. You know, so, I mean, I didn't particularly care about this guy and this didn't last long. But what if I had fallen in love with him? How is that fair to me to be the person who fulfills your emotional needs, the person who fulfills your physical needs, but yet you go home to someone else at the end of every day? I think that both people would have to... Okay, well, gosh, okay, I have a lot of thoughts on that. 
I think that both people would have to be on the same page about the fact that this isn't a real thing. You know, that, that this is, that I, in my mind, I just feel that like, that's just not a real thing. I mean, I guess it is a real thing if people are experiencing it, but either that or the people who are in that scenario are trying to hide from something that they're afraid of. Right. And that's an easy answer for a, pretty much anything that I don't understand. <laughs> See, I think that I I know people in marriages that say, you know, like, look, you know, I, I'm staying here for my child or right. I'm staying here because I've been married to her for 35 years. Right. Or whatever, you know, like, I always am going to take care of her. Right. You know, but... You know, I don't feel emotionally or physically connected to her anymore. And to me, that is not a reason to stay married. Like to me, the person I'm married to has to be the person that I want to tell my secrets to, the person that I want to lay in bed with, the person that I want to laugh with. That emotional connection is the marriage. And all the other stuff, the we have a contract to raise these children and we have a contract to, you know, pay for this house and we have whatever. None of those things are important things in a marriage to me. Like to me, and I know that this is purely personal and people, that's what, that's why people stay married. They do, you know, like, well, this is my, you know, I like the stability of this mm -hmm. and the stability of this is is the payment for being married to me. Right. <laughs> but it's not the payment to be mar married to me. And right. so when I see these relationships and I see people, you know, bitching and complaining and being like, oh, I, you know, like, well, yes, I would, you know, like to explore things with other people. You know, I would like to have a truly fulfilling physical and emotional relationship. I don't have that with my spouse. Um. But I'm locked into my spouse for all these business reasons. Like, to me, that then get out. You know what? If you want to be in business with this person, that's not that's not marriage. You know what I mean? Then get out of that and go, like, I, I don't know. Keep giving them your money. Pay your, pay your child support, you know? But well, get out. I hear people say that sometimes. And it, I feel sad when I hear that because, um, because I wouldn't want that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that... It it makes me feel sad because I put myself in their shoes. And if I were in their situation, I would feel sad. But sometimes I can't tell whether or not they are sad about it or whether they've just convinced themselves, this is my life. This is how my life is. And that's what I usually see. Like, I think it's usually you know, people will tell you. It's okay. You know, I'm okay with it. You know, like we, we, this is what we've made work and, you know, and I'm getting the stuff I need out of this relationship because what I need is, you know, him to write that check or, you know, like pay those bills, whatever. But I sense a lack of fulfill, a, a lack of real fulfillment. I think everybody wants to feel understood I think everybody wants to feel a connection with someone that matters and everybody wants to have that safe place, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that to me, it seems like people who um, say that that's not the primary function of their marriage and it's fine and, you know, whatever, I think they're fooling themselves. Right. You know, I think it's insincere. 
Well, I I know that it I wouldn't be happy if I felt like my marriage was um, a business arrangement. You mm-hmm. know, I I I want the full package. You right. know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, but I also have have been surprised to learn that my perspective is not shared by everybody and that's right like, you know. that's true but you know we once had a conversation about the idea that our spouse is supposed to be our everything is supposed to fulfill all of our needs mm-hmm. and i think sometimes that people who are in those situations have gotten to a different place where i am with that type of emotional intelligence where they recognize that their spouse is not able or willing or whatever the word is to be everything to them. Mm-hmm. Can't be their best friend and their financial partner and their parenting partner and their sexual partner. Is that is it too much to ask for for one person to do all of that? But then other people who do have that in their marriage where we're, we serve all of these functions for each other. Mm-hmm. My husband's not my only friend. Right. You know, but he's absolutely, if, if I, hands down, the person that I most want to spend time with. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have other friends who, like, he doesn't want to talk about the things that I talk about with my girlfriends. That's why I have my girlfriends. But isn't... But isn't- he would. I mean, yeah, if you had to. Yeah. But isn't that like, isn't that telling of it? I think, you know, this is the person that I would most want to spend time with. Because I think sometimes when, okay, I have a friend who has an arrangement, right? That um, the husband likes for her to sleep with other guys. He thinks it's hot. Oh, you know? wow. Um, and... So she does this like she she likes it, too. You know, she she likes the, you know, variety, whatever. Then, you know, what happens? Emotional connection happens. Emotional connection happens because those things are at least in some way tied. You know, there are there people that you can have a purely physical relationship with. Yes, there are. I have had those relationships. They are lovely. You know, um, friends but how with long benefits, do they last? You know, exactly. Like it's not. That's not. That's not the connection that I'm looking for. Um, to make a cornerstone of my life. Right. You know. So yes, we can have a purely physical connection. We can have a purely emotional connection as well. And you know, the, the physicality is just not there. I think it's a very, very special relationship when you find that relationship that's really highly emotionally connected and it's a good thing physically and it's a good physical mix, you know? So when you are sleeping with someone and you, for this particular situation, you know, she's sleeping with someone and she starts to develop feelings for this other guy. And now there's just drama. I mean, like she, she loves her husband, you know, and her husband loves her, but now there's jealousy because of course there's jealousy. Of course there is. Because you thought that this was just going to be a physical thing. And that naivete to say that, well, you know, it's not going to develop into more than that, you know. Of, of course it of is. Of course it is. Of course it is. You can't You're share spending... something that intimate about yeah. yourself with somebody on a frequent enough basis right. to, to not have your feelings get involved. I mean, like, 
pillow talk is a real thing, you know? So, you know, all of the activity has ceased and then there's the cuddling, there's the there's the physical touch and the connection of that and the petting of the hair and the you know, talking quietly about the things that make you tick and you know and that's very very it's a very vulnerable place to put yourself and to expect that you know when you know those things about someone and they know those things about you it doesn't stay purely physical I mean of course it doesn't I don't I think that would be unrealistic and I I'm curious to know the how that husband thought that was going to go down right yeah I mean I think we are in this society where we're like, well, everybody should just work out their relationships for their own self. You know, like everything is permissive. Everything is fine. You know, like everybody do what you want and do it the way you want. And if you guys are cool with it, then cool. You know, like and I I get I can get behind that. But I also I think at our core, most of us are looking for this one special connection that we don't like we're looking for that one thing and if you're dating multiple people you're looking for it with each of them and right. like for me when we did the show about my two boyfriends mm-hmm. right which I'm bringing a third into the mix <laughs> and I really like this third one like so I'm at a place where somebody said to me oh well you're just polyamorous and I'm like oh I'm not I'm I'm not at all like polyamorous I'm dating dating is just different than marriage you know playing the field is different from polyamorous yes definitely I'm like no the function of my dating is to find the right one person that I connect with that I want to be with them and I'm going to date a lot of people I'm going to kiss a lot of frogs before I find that one but when I find that one, all the rest fall away. You know, you, you tell them all very nicely. I have found someone that I really want to explore a deeper relationship with. I have found the person that I want to be with as my one person, you know. So right. just because you're dating multiple people, like for for me at least, and for I think most people, the goal is to find your partner, you know, is to find your partner. And so doing all these outside things or doing any activity outside your marriage that that when you don't feel safe doing those things with your partner, you know, or you don't feel attracted to the person that you chose, to me, that's time to end it, not time to make a bunch of arrangements and make a bunch of, well, maybe you can just get sex somewhere else, or maybe you can just get, you know, emotional intimacy somewhere else. That's not fair to the other people who might give that to your spouse. It's not fair to you, you know, to not find that with someone. People getting tied up in these contracts instead of in, I think the business versus the relationship, uh, you know, it's a, I don't know. It's just just something I want to talk about. Well, you know, I, I can definitely see the, the pragmatic side of staying together for your kids or something like that. I mean, I understand where that comes from and I can't really, I don't, I, I have not been in that situation where we've had the conversation about that. So I can't really relate 
to making that decision, but I can understand why it makes sense. You know, if neither of us are like, we don't hate each other, you know, we are kind of like when somebody has gotten to a point in their marriage where they're really just roommates, you know, they're good friends Mm -hmm. and they, they don't dislike each other, but they're not really into each other anymore. Um, And I think that that could probably only work until one of them meets somebody who, who they do want to be with. Yeah. But if you meet somebody that you do want to be with, then you have to decide which is more important, the stability of that thing for your kids or your own happiness, I guess, you know? Well, you, you know, you, the marriage breaking up doesn't necessarily mean that stability goes away for the kids. No, that's absolutely true. But I think like it's, it's something that people weigh really personally. Oh, for sure. To me, I, I was, I was telling a friend last week, we were talking about being divorced, you know, and, and I said, you know, whenever I meet someone who is divorced, especially if they have kids, you know, school age kids, whatever, I automatically assume that that person is brave. Honestly, <laughs> I automatically assume that they or their ex-spouse took stood up and said, this isn't going to be enough. You know, this isn't going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, be what you know, this isn't what I want for my life, you know, and it takes an awful lot to say that to admit that you made a mistake, or or to admit that it doesn't work anymore. If it if it was not a mistake, you know, to admit that things have changed enough, that it would be happier for everyone else another way. And I think that some people get into, well, I guess I'm not that unhappy. Yes, I would really like a better connection. Yes, I would really, but this is okay, right? You know, I think we can tell ourselves, this is okay, though, I I guess, right? You know? Um, I think that you can convince yourself of that until you have an experience that that opens your eyes to another possibility. Yeah. You know, I think there's plenty of people who are in marriages where they don't have that passion anymore Mm -hmm. or maybe that like they don't even really have that much in common anymore or they've just drifted apart and and but it's not bad you know it's not like anybody's being abused it's not like some like they're fighting all the time Mm -hmm. you know it's just like yeah you know it's fine it's fine and I think that fine is fine until you until it's not fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Until and wh- then I think that when you say that somebody is brave, I mean I I know what you mean because I kind of feel like it it is a very brave thing to stand up for yourself and advocate for yourself over what you might consider to be the welfare of your kids. Yeah. You know, and then that is I could I mean I just can imagine that that is. Um, a decision that you go back and forth on a lot. I think personally that when we start to talk about the welfare of the children in situations like this, that a broader conversation should be had for, okay, um, it's good for my kids to live in an intact two-parent household as long as these people don't totally hate each other, whatever. That's better for my kids, Right. But I don't know if that is true because I feel like 
we are modeling for our kids. Mm -hmm. And what we are showing them a marriage should look like is we're showing them two people who sit on opposite ends of the couch or, you know, don't really communicate with each other other than to talk about me, the child, you know, um, I, I try to look at my relationships. Like, would I like to see my child in this? If my child was an adult and I saw her or him in this relationship, would I be, would I be happy, you know, to see that? Like, and, and, I think that really matters. I want my kids to see hand-holding and kissing and affection. I want my kids to know that that's what a household looks like. Mm -hmm. I want my kids to know that we don't just smile when the camera is in front of us, that we are actually smiling at other times, you know? And I felt like, for me, if I couldn't let them see that relationship when I was married to their dad, then I would rather show them the strength to get up and say, this isn't what it's supposed to look like, guys. Mommy got it wrong. And, you know, we're going to do something different now, you know? Mm -hmm. So I want them to, to see that. I want them to see good relationships. And these people who stay together for the kids, what are they teaching their kids, though? I mean, they're teaching their kids to persevere, I guess. They're teaching their kids, you know, to, to keep trying, you know, but... Are they teaching their kids the example of love that that they want to set? I don't know. I, don't I, I think I know that where most of our parenting decisions, I'm making this sentence up as I go along, <laughs> come from a place of fear, of of come from a place of protection. Um, and I, I can understand why somebody would be afraid to, um, to, to get out of a marriage and be afraid to look like a failure or to admit they were wrong or, or something like that, or admit that they, that they had made a mistake. And that's a, a part of that, um, on the, on the Jen Powell episode, we talked about this image of perfection right. that we try to put forward, uh, for other women, for, you know, other couples, for other men, and sometimes for our children, mm -hmm. you know, and, I think breaking that down, like we talked about on that episode, getting real comfortable with who you are, mm -hmm. you know, I think until we've done that, these decisions, uh, uh, it really hurts me to see people making decisions from a place of fear. Yeah. You know, it does me too. And a lot of people do that. though. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think that once you do get to a place where you are really comfortable with who you are as a person, um, you have less patience for those situations that, where you are not allowed to be that. Yeah. Or where, mm -hmm. where, well, I guess I'll just say it like that, where you're not allowed to be that, you know, because if you, if you feel like you have to act a certain way that is inauthentic to yourself, then that is emotionally draining and exhausting. Mm -hmm. And if, if you, once you get to where you feel comfortable with yourself, I feel like you um, are more committed to being that. Yeah. I feel like sometimes these people who, you know, have, have made an arrangement or, you know, have decided to cheat or have whatever, it, it's the alternative to ripping off the Band-Aid. 
It's, right. the, it's too scary to actually get a divorce. It's too scary to, you know, actually sever ties. I feel too much guilt for that. You know, mm-hmm. how how is he going to pay his bills on his own? Like you have taken responsibility for this other person that you married and you don't want to feel like an asshole because you leave them high and dry or whatever. And that's kind of tap, taps into that codependency thing that is so popular right now. You know, like, well, I can't like, if I walk away, it's going to, it's going to destroy him or it's going to destroy her. And they, you know, like we get into this mindset with a marriage or with a relationship that the two people are one. Right. You know, yeah. and stripping yourself out as an individual is scary there's guilt involved. There's, you know, stress involved. There, there's a lot of things that, you know, I think healthy marriages, the, the people are each their own person. They're each their own little bucket. And then they come together and make something beautiful. But when you get so intertwined in this person is me or is, you know. Or that I have to stay here because this person depends on me. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's pretty ballsy to think that somebody wouldn't be able to survive without me yeah it's pretty pretty (laughs) narcissistic truly you know like Like, really like they couldn't they couldn't make it without me i i think they're fine how would how would how would she ever you know without me you know like you know what she would put on her effing boots figure it out she would hike out and figure it out you know for all i know i'm the one underestimating that way you know yeah exactly yeah maybe maybe i'm the thing holding them back (laughs) it might be better for them when i leave exactly finally get out of their way and they can they can maybe they they can go be way happier and way you know like way better you know like um and i mean i i definitely i feel both sides of the coin you know like i like and and i guess that then is there some hurt ego or some you know when they are fine without you. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, then you're like, oh, well, that seems fine. You know, like, I don't know. I, and I think you have to be really good with yourself not to feel that. Like, my ex-husband is in a beautiful relationship. And I am delighted for him and for her. Like, they seem to really like each other. They seem to be a way better match than he and I were. I'm really happy for him. It, it's like way better, you know, than it would be if I were with him, you know, like they, they seem happy and I'm happy for him and he deserves happiness. He's a great guy. You yeah. know, he, he's, he's a wonderful man and I want him to be happy and I'm glad he found somebody to be happy with. Mm-hmm. But the only reason that I feel this way is because I'm so damn happy. Right. And I like, if I was miserable and if my life fell apart after the divorce and I was, I'd be like, Oh, look at them. I'm why didn't I have that? You know, like, but I'm not like that because I'm super, super happy too. You know? Right. So, yeah. Well, I think that that's, yourself. and it's really nice when, when uh, two people who have been married and have children together, um, then decide to not be married anymore and can, and are secure enough with themselves and each other to be happy for the other person when life goes well. Um, and I, I don't know how unique that is. I know I, I'm always happy when that's the situation, um, but I don't know the statistics on how many previously married couples are amicable versus truly happy for each other And I, when things go well. I don't, uh, 
I don't know those statistics either. I didn't even do a cursory Google search. I, I, I did nothing. I just wanted to come in and talk about my thoughts. But um, but I, I do feel like I see it more now than probably in the past. And I, it, it's definitely a thing that takes time, though. Like, as you're divorcing, it's hard. There's tons of hurt feelings, you know? And it takes open communication. I probably, like, I don't talk to my ex-husband very often anymore except for, for things for our kids or whatever. But... You know, like, I, there were things that I needed to apologize for. There were things that whatever. And I think a lot of times I'm such a closure person. And that's probably in large part why our relationship is as nice as it is, you know, because I'm like, look, can we sit down and talk through this? And, you know, like, even though we're not together, we're not talking through it in the way of like, let's figure out how to stay together. Right. Let's talk through it. Let's not put it on a shelf and let it breed bad thoughts in the back of our heads and let it fester, you know? So I think that open communication extends to your divorce just as much as it does in your marriage, maybe more so. You got to get to a place of honesty. Well, that's where real living starts. Right. Is when, you know, honesty with who you are and, and what your actions are and you know, just what the situation is. And when you can just look at that objectively and not have your um, self-worth or your self-identification depend on things being a certain way. And I think that that ties back into the making arrangements and the, you know, getting your needs fulfilled elsewhere. To me, I guess the reason I have such a problem with it, it's, it has nothing to do with morality for me. It has nothing to do with any of that. What it has to do with is honesty and is emotional honesty. And if you say, yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, I don't, think that most people in that situation are really being emotionally honest. I don't think that most people, uh, I think that it hurts when someone that you love and someone that you chose to be committed to says, I need something different. You know, that hurts. And I think that putting on this brave face and saying, no, it's fine for her to do that. Or, you know, to me, that's nonsense. And that's what it's about to me is honesty. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I can't imagine being okay with it. <sighs> so. <laughs> well, you know, so I was just thinking, like, we started this conversation talking about the show Love is Blind mm -hmm. and, you know, being in the pod and, forming an emotional connection with somebody that you've not yet seen mm -hmm. and then seeing that person and um, your brain is going to have a reaction. Like I wonder when they come out of the pod and they see the person, what, like just, I'm just curious to know whether the, the range of reactions that people's brains have, right. whether yeah. the reaction is, I'm so excited that we finally can be together. Like we've had, you know, yeah, they I'm all looking start forward. making out instantly. Oh, really? Yes. Like they run to each other and make out before they even get, get really a chance to look each other up and down. Wow. Yeah. It's it, it's the craziest show. I really highly recommend. Like it's so bad and you can't look away. Right. You know, that's the kind of show that I'll have to look up when I'm in a hotel. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm just it. like, I've got nothing yeah. to do. And I'm just sitting there watching TV. I'll look up Love is Blind. Yes, definitely do it. And I'll tell you, like, 
it really is an interesting thought experiment. Like, I mean, I can't understand how you would get cast for this. Like, like uh, how you would choose to go to a casting call for this is what I mean. Um, oh, like, you know, I know like, exactly how you choose to go to a casting call for that. I want to be famous. That's why anybody famous. goes to a casting call famous. for a reality show. <sighs> well, I want to find true love. Is what no, they all said. that's what they say. I want to find true love. And I want to I want to test the theory of an emotional connection. Um, whatever. Um it is interesting and it is a neat show because it brings forward like every five minutes there's a whole new issue there's there's <laughs> there's a race so the the woman and the man fall in love and she's black and he's white and he's got to go meet her black dad and her black dad's like have you ever even been in a room full of black people before like and it like it it's fascinating it's freaking fascinating then another guy's like oh also i'm bisexual and i have been with men in the past and now i have to tell her this on our first night that we meet each other in person like so oh it's so great it's so so great <laughs> and you can look at it for pure entertainment value and just be floored. But honestly, this show, I want all of our people to go. I want to have like fleshed out conversation <laughs> about all of the social moray well, put together by Love is Blind. What is the show where they get married um, and like they, they've never met? I've seen this on, I've seen it. When I'm in a hotel and I'm, and I'm just doing nothing. And it's the one where they get married and then they get to know each other. That's. I can't remember what dumb. it's called. That's the dumbest. Well, that's what happens. Oh, and, oh 90 day, like whatever. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, the only reason that I've never even seen an ad for this. The only reason is because fan club president Kylene uh -huh. um, texted me and said that our relationship, you and I, <laughs> are like the 90 day marriage thing, whatever. Right, yeah. She's like, you guys just like started a show to figure out if you liked each other. And I'm that like, is we did. true. So we, we did are, do that. We are our own social experiment, Heather. <laughs> but it's going really well. It's going great. Yeah. yeah. We have a strong emotional connection. We do. Well, I, I just have, was watching some of those episodes and feeling like when they start having conflicts, like, well, what the hell did you expect to happen? What did you think was going to happen? You married somebody that you'd never met before and <laughs> now you're confused and surprised that, that it's not working out? Yeah, I saw a preview for one of the future Love is Blind episodes where... Um, because they have to live with each other for like two weeks before the wedding, you know? Right. Um, and that's like, not long enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, no, they've only known each other like five days when they got engaged. And then they spend like a week in Cancun. And then we spend like a week getting, you know, living together. But then we go to the wedding. But yeah, it was like this super messy house. And she's like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, she's like, it's such a mess in here. You need to clean up. And he's like, you're always saying that. And I'm like, you guys, like, you. <laughs> you haven't known each other long enough for there to be an always of anything. Right. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> literally, you probably walked into this house five minutes ago and we're like, oh, this is how you live. Like, that's something you're supposed to figure out when you're dating. Right. Like, you're supposed to see how each other lives. That's why it's a TV show. <laughs> It's so fascinating, though. It's so, so stinking great. And, you know, I just wanted to get into it today, Heather, and say, I, today I felt like, actually, did you see that I'm wearing purple lipstick today? No. I was wearing purple lipstick today, and I put on my, my brave face because I was like, we've danced around this topic a little bit. You know, we, we've, kind of, we've kind of danced around this. Let's just get into it today. That's what we're Let's supposed to do. Let's just talk get about into this it. stuff. So here we are. 
If you guys want to talk about it with us, please go watch Love is Blind. <laughs> go, um, gosh, yeah, just watch it. You'll, it's delightful. It's so gross and awesome. Um, <laughs> so watch that. Tell us what you feel about monogamy, I guess, or polyamory, or um, arrangements that people make and why they make them. And what I really want to know, I guess, is what's the most important thing to you in that relationship? Am I alone in feeling like what I want from a marriage is an emotional and physical connection, like your best friend that you get to do rotten, dirty things with? (laughs) Like, that's all I want. And I don't think you're alone. Everything else to me is secondary. Yeah. Everything else is secondary. So can't wait to hear what our our friends at home think. (laughs) Till then. Until then. Bye. Bye. Deep voice guy, how'd we do? I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. And for those of you looking to increase your dosage, make sure to connect with The Chrissy and Heather Show on Facebook and Instagram.